What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. I'm Griffin Zenick, joined alongside my co-host, Devin Bernstein. And it's football season. I mean, I know, uh, you know, we had the national championship wrap up this past week. Michigan Wolverines, congratulations to them. Through all the adversity, through all the Connor Stallions, sign stealing scandals, they just, you know, dominated every opponent uh, They that was put in front of them towards the end. So congrats to the Wolverines. Uh, Nick Saban retired. Crazy news. The NFL had some crazy coaching changes. And of course, the NFL playoffs kick off today with Browns at Texans. Uh, I believe four hours from now from when we're filming this. Um, this will be out. I'm, I'm going to try to get this out. So hopefully you're watching this as a little preview for the NFL playoffs. Um, we'll put the timestamps below, but we are going to start off with college football today and recap the latest from what's been one of the craziest weeks. It feels like probably in in college football history with the GOAT retiring, but we're going to talk about the national championship first. Uh, Michigan defeated Washington 34 to 13. Felt like they were in control for basically most of the game. I mean, they really, you know, Donovan Edwards came out, had two super long runs for touchdowns in the first half and first quarter. Um, Michigan kind of slowed down the mid mid quarter, second and third, only had six points and felt like Washington was right there. They were kind of within one score for a while, had a chance. Penix missed some throws. He didn't play great. And then towards the end, Michigan just pulled through, uh, winning the national title, their first outright since like 1948, I think. Devin, your thoughts on, you know, this game, but also just the season that the Wolverines had. Yeah, I mean, um, my first thought from the game was just like the line from Michigan on both sides of the ball, but particularly the, the offensive line really just dominated this game. Um, you know, you talked about the Donovan Edwards, you know, touchdowns. Um, Blake Corum obviously had a great game as well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, I'm a little bit sick today, as is Griffin. So we're both we're both fighting through to put out a great podcast, <laughs> but um. Um, yeah, besides that, like, yeah, like you said, Pennix didn't have necessarily the best game. I, I, I don't think it was, to be honest, I think he'd put some of this stuff on tape, but hadn't in a lot of the big games. So, yeah. you know, I, I think this was a performance he was kind of capable of, um, especially against a great defense, but I, I personally didn't see it coming. Um, you know, I, just a complete struggle. I, I I thought he would have some success. Um, but besides that, you know, Michigan was just, you know, they were the most consistent team this year. They, you know, McCarthy isn't necessarily this in, incredible college quarterback, but he's a good player. He's got a good arm. He's got good legs. He makes good decisions. They have good playmakers. We touched on the line and the running backs. And then this defense is really good. Um, one of the big things I talked about was like, I, I just didn't see Michigan <clears throat> holding Washington to under like 30 points. And they obviously did by a lot. And that was the big difference here is that Washington's offense, you know, they can move the ball. They got it going a little bit. They had some, you know, they had an open receiver on a fourth down that could have been, you know, that probably would have been like a 40 yard gain at least. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can't, in a sense, you can't blame, you know, Washington. They obviously had a great season. They clearly were outmatched. And, um, you know, you do wonder, like, what if Georgia got in? Like, I, you know, I, I don't think yeah. they should have. I just think that I do in my heart believe that Georgia probably wins the national championship if 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 they get in. Um, yep. I, I don't know. It's just interesting. Kind of makes me excited for the 12-team playoff. But this whole year was so chaotic. I kind of liked the four-team playoff. I've talked about my mixed feelings about that. Um, yeah, that those are my thoughts. Um, what do you what are you thinking? Yeah, um, I think you covered it pretty well. I mean, I think the difference was the line of scrimmage. Um, we kind of talked about it, I think, last week. Um, where you know, if Michigan came in, dominated the line of scrimmage, dominates time of possession, um, you know, they're gonna win this game, and um, you know. They did. They ran for over 300 yards. Blake Corum, I mean, arguably the probably, I don't even think it's arguably the greatest running back in Michigan history. Um, you know, had capped off his college career with 134 yards, two touchdowns. And 
it was just easy for them. I mean, they just could ran the ball, run the ball with such ease. I mean, JJ was 10 for 18 with 140 passing yards. Like JJ basically didn't do anything all game, um, made some plays here and there, but really didn't have to do too much. I mean, they were just able to run the ball and let their defense play um, their defense. Obviously. I mean, they've got so many talented players on there. Chris Jenkins, uh, Will Johnson, who seems like it's kind of cemented himself as top corner in next year's draft. Um, you also have that linebacker whose name I'm forgetting. Um, who just declared for the draft. Is it Junior Colson? Yeah, Junior Colson. Um, really yeah. good player as well. They got a lot of talent on that defense. Um, and at the end of the day, Washington, like, I think the opportunities were there. Like, I, I think Michigan definitely dominated them, especially, you know, on offense line of scrimmage. But, like, they had their chances. They had that, you know, the running back dropped that one pass. You know, Penix overthrew Odunze um, on that one deep ball. Like, they, they definitely had chances to be in this game and flip the momentum and, you know, it just wasn't one of those days for Michael Penix. You know, I'm sure he, you know, he was beat up, obviously, towards the end of the game. But it seemed like once kind of his injuries started to affect him, whatever they may be, it was kind of, you know, too late at that point anyways. Um, you know, they didn't run the ball. They couldn't run the ball, Washington. So, you know, it just put a lot of pressure on Penix and ultimately wasn't able to capitalize. And Obviously, I mean, I think we can kind of transition here. This Washington program, you know, from the highest highs to the lowest lows, you go from in the national championship, then you lose. You know that basically that entire offense of Penix, Odunze, Polk, all those guys are going to be going to the NFL. And then to make things worse, Kalen DeBoer, the new successor to Nick Saban in Alabama, who retires. Crazy news. Um, you know, there was a bunch of guys rumored for that position. Dan Lanning, um, you know, Steve Sarkeesian. They both put out like hype videos. Mike Norvell got himself a new contract. So, um, it was a good good opportunity for some of these coaches to get paid even more than they already make. Um, but ultimately, it is Kalen DeBoer heading to Alabama. Some Washington guys have entered the portal already. Some Alabama guys have entered the portal already. Obviously, Washington going to be in a really tough spot for next season. Um, but your thoughts overall, both on Saban retiring, but also kind of the trajectory of these two programs going forward. Yeah, I mean – I have the same reaction basically everyone had to the Saban retirement. Like, wow, like that was pretty surprising. I mean, obviously he was getting up there, but um, didn't expect, you know, a lot of people were kind of making fun of Coach K because he had the yeah. whole drawn out retirement tour. And Saban didn't really want to do that, which I kind of respect. Um, you know, obviously Saban's like the goat of, Co you know, just, you know, builds a program so easily um done in multiple places um you know builds up nfl talent develops them you know everyone knows how good of a coach saban is um what i will say is i'm very interested to see how DeBoer does um he he very quickly turned around this washington program but you know it's going to be hard there were a lot of guys that transferred away already um you know, Saban kind of retired and, you know, a lot of these guys were kind of just left in, you know, left in the dry without like a named successor. You know, it's not like they knew going into the season, this was Saban's last year and they're going to bring in someone or whatever um, that Saban signs off on. Like they technically they don't, I, you know, I, I guess I assume Saban signs off on the whatever signs off on the hire, but like they don't know that, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah feel like he passed down the torch to anyone necessarily. Um, so I'm interested to see how that goes. I certainly think DeBoer is a great coach and he'll figure it out. Um, um, but yeah, the, I was, I, of all the sports news we got this week, this was probably the most surprising. Um, also, I don't know. This like just happened as we're filming the bills games now on Monday at four. Yeah. I saw weather. that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, that's another thing. But what are, what are your thoughts on the Saban thing? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, he's the GOAT. You know, he he's done it so long. I mean, some of these teams, the talent he produces, obviously, you know, he gets the five stars. He gets all these top players. But so do other programs. And Saban's been the guy who's put it, you know, he's proven that he can develop these guys. And, you know, look at, for instance, you know, what's his name? Malachi Nelson, I think, or the USC quarterback, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like he was a five star and he just transferred to Boise State. Like yeah. some of these five stars, you know, just because you're a five star doesn't mean you're going to be going to the NFL or you're a star. But it feels like with Saban, you know, that was the case most of the time. Like they just had constant talent coming in and out of the building. 
you know, each year. It was just a new, you know, new era ready to take over. I mean, we saw it with that wide receiver room for a while when they, you know, had the year of Judy, you know, and Ruggs and Waddle and all them. And then, you know, passing it on to, you know, other guys, Devonta Smith. I mean, they just had so much talent for so long. You know, he was really the king of it. Um, you look at all the coaches that coached under him and are now coaching at major, you know, programs, um, you know, that happened for a reason, you know, Nick Saban, I think one of the best teachers for coaches, but also one of the best teachers for players, obviously. Um, and the success obviously speaks for itself. I am very interested to see how the board does. I think it's, you know, it, when I saw the news, I think one of my first, you know, after kind of processing it, I was like one program in the country, if they, you know, it didn't seem like they were going to ha- hire one of their assistant coordinators or their, you know, defensive coordinator or something like that. So I was just like one program in the country right now is about to be decimated and Washington, which was already kind of in a fragile state after all these guys were leaving, not that they were going to be bad, but now it's like, holy cow, like they have to read, not rebuild the program, but like they, this is a huge step back for them. And, you know, DeBoer, you just go to the national championship and boom, just like that. It's, you know, in the big 10 next year is going to be super competitive. Like Washington next year is probably not going to stack up very high. Um, when you're, you're dealing with the Ohio States, the Michigans, the, you know, Oregon's, the USC's, the Penn States of the world. Um, it's crazy. And the Northwestern's, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think the hire's a good hire. I mean, I think DeBoer has, you know, has earned a lot of respect. The turnaround, I mean, he's still a young coach, which I think is kind of one of my only concerns is that he doesn't have experience coaching in the SEC you know, he hasn't really been at as many major programs as some of these other guys. Um, and, you know, not that he obviously he just was in the national championship. So you can't, you know, like it's not too much of a valid critique. But at the same time, you know, Alabama is different than Washington. The expectations are different and it's a different culture. And I'm very interested to see how he recruits, how he develops. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fascinating. I'm interested to see who leaves and who stays. It seems like Milrose committed to staying. Um, but then you also have, you know, Will Rogers, who was the quarterback that they just brought in at Washington, who just decommitted from there. I saw, I was actually scrolling through his Twitter this morning. He was liking some Alabama posts. So like what's going to happen at quarterback for Alabama next year. Um, you already had um, Isaiah Bond transfer or put it in, don't enter the portal rumors of star safety, Caleb Downs as well. So, you know, I think Alabama is probably going to need a, a year or two to kind of let DeBoer settle in, get his guys in the building, start recruiting um, while Saban's kind of guys and, and people loyal to him transition out. So, you know, it, it's going to take time and time will tell with this hire. I think, you know, you've got impossible shoes to fill if you're Kalen DeBoer, but, um, you know, congrats to him. I mean, just, you know, whatever it was a few years ago, coaching, you know, one of the, I forget what the team was, but just like, it's crazy how you just go in a matter of seconds to boom, Washington, and then you're the head coach at Alabama. So I know I rambled on for a while there, so I'm going to stop talking. But any additional thoughts, though? Um, no, I th- I think we hit the nail on the head. I'm, I'm ready to move on to NFL if you are. Yeah, perfect. So NFL playoffs kick off today. Um, and as we've kind of done every year on this podcast, we're going to fill out our brackets today. Um, so we'll go one by one we'll talk through the games for the wild card week give our predictions um but yeah i'm gonna let you start things off dev since i just talked for a while so if you want to share your screen and take us through your bracket yeah sure um all right so um i'm gonna start yeah with the first game today texans uh hosting the browns which is crazy that the texans are hosting a playoff game um, never yeah. would have seen that coming at the beginning of the year. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I, I'm taking the Browns in this one. I, I just think this defense is too good not to win at least one playoff game. Um, I could see Stroud kind of just having a legacy game, but it feels like, you know, it, sometimes it just feels like that's like the only way they could win, which just feels like you know, too much of a long shot there in a sense. So I'm going to go with the Browns there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this will be a pretty low scoring game. I, I don't see the Browns necessarily putting up a ton of points, obviously. 
Um, but I also don't see the Texans doing that either. Um, I, I could see, you know, this feels like a Miles Garrett huge game. This feels like a, you know, Jim Schwartz masterclass as a defensive coordinator. Um, just feels like a game that the Browns win, probably a close, low scoring game. So if I had to give a score prediction, I'd say like 20 to 14, 20 to 16, something like that. Um, moving on to Chiefs Dolphins, the game tonight. Um, <clears throat> this one is going to be brutal weather wise. Um, I believe like negative 30 real feel at kickoff. Um, to be honest, I don't understand why they're moving this game and or why they're moving the Bills game. I guess it's going to be super windy, so that's also dangerous. But this game feels equally dangerous in a way, so I'm not sure why they're moving one and not the other. But that you know is what it is. Um, yeah, I got to be honest. That's that's the main reason I'm taking the Chiefs here. I I think, um, you know, I think. They're much more accustomed to cold January football than the team from Miami. Um, you know, I, I just, we've seen the Chiefs and Mahomes grind it out in these types of games. We've seen them beat the Dolphins earlier this year. Um, this defense is playing great. And I think their main key offensively is just running the football, uh, leaning on Pacheco. Um, some screens feels like Jarek McKinnon is the king of the postseason, like we always talk yes. about. Um, I just I think the Chiefs, although I'm not necessarily taking them seriously as a contender, um, <clears throat> I I I just I think they're gonna win this game at home. Um, <clears throat> and then to the now Monday at four thirty game, um, Bills Steelers. This one's still going to be pretty brutal weather would be my guess. Maybe not as bad as, you know, it was projected to be today. Um, you know, I think, I think there's some potential for a Josh Allen disaster class. Cause like we talk about with the bills often, it feels like, you know, everyone's hyping them up and then they have a pretty, you know, bad loss. Um, and then they kind of write the ship, but obviously this is a playoff, so there's no t- time to write the ship. Feels like the Steelers defense is going to come out, you know, ready with something to prove, um, kind of being, you know, their only hope in a sense. Um, they made some moves on the back end, obviously Mason Rudolph starting again has weirdly worked out in a way. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. I, I think, I do think there's a world where the Bills blow them out, so I get this spread, but 10 and a half does feel like a lot of points. However, I still think the Bills win. They just have a pretty large, you know, margin for error. Um yeah. which also it's insane. The Bills were six and six, and now they're the two six. I know. I was gonna say that like crazy. Um yeah, that's insane. Um I'm gonna go with the Bills there. Monday night game. Um, all right. I'm gonna like AJ Brown's out. I I just I don't see the Eagles winning this game, man. I really don't. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm going for the the you know the outside the arena curse. Um, but honestly, in my heart, I really don't believe the Eagles win this game. Um, just a sad, sad performance against the Giants. Um, that was crazy. That was insane. That was heartbreaking to see. Um, yeah, AJ Brown gets hurt, fumbles. You know, then Jalen he Hurts loves a good a fumble. Finger. Yeah, he loves a good fumble. He's a great. I mean, he's a great receiver, but that man fumbles more than any wide receiver I think I've ever seen. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Um, then I'm gonna go. <clears throat> You know, talk about Lions Rams. This is oh, this is a Sunday. Whatever, I'll talk about that. Um, yeah, I mean, this is obviously a game with a lot of storylines. You know, both quarterbacks played for the team for a while, were drafted by the team first overall that they're playing. Um, so that's you know just very interesting to see. Um, you know, both these teams pretty good offensively. 
The Rams have Aaron Donald. The Rams have the playoff experience. The Rams are kind of the hotter team in a, in a way. The Rams have the more proven offensive coach. I trust Stafford more than I trust Goff. I, I'm going to lean with the Lions. Or sorry, but the Rams here. Um, They've just been playing super well. And, you know, I think the Lions are a good team. I could definitely see them winning this game, but it just doesn't feel like they're necessarily, you know, good enough to where we can't consider them losing. They're only three-point favorites. And I th- I think I'm going to be looking at the Rams in this one, Um, to be honest. Uh, moving on to the Sunday 4.30 game. Um, <clears throat> you know, Cowboys-Packers, we've seen this matchup in the playoffs before, and everyone is – Hyping it up like, oh, the Packers own the Cowboys. The Packers own the Cowboys. Like, yes, but we are. This is in Dallas, where the Cowboys haven't lost this year, and there's no Aaron Rodgers on the Packers. So, those are two pretty big uh, differences there. Um, I, I, I could see the. I don't think the Cowboys beat the Niners in an NFC Championship. We'll get more into that in a little bit. Um, but I do think they probably make it there just with the way this is shaking up. Um, yeah, I, I think they're a better team than the Packers. Uh, Dak's playing really well. They have CD Lamb. You know, Packers are a good story, solid team, but ultimately this defense hasn't been great. And, um, you know, their offense may not even be able to keep up with the Cowboys as it is. Um, so are we going – we're doing the whole thing or – yeah, whole thing. Okay, cool, cool. Um, Ravens, Browns. Um, I'm gonna take the Ravens here. I think the Ravens have a lot to prove. Obviously, every single team in the playoffs super wants to win, so it's not really about you know who has something yeah. to prove at this point. But you know, I think the Ravens are just they're gonna come out pissed off. They haven't been in the playoffs with Lamar in a, a while, which feels weird to say because. Every time Lamar's healthy, they're going to be a you know probably a ten plus win team. Um, he's just one of those guys, and they're going to be at home. Um, their defense is you know one of the few defenses that can say we're about as good as the Browns' defense, and they just have so much more going on offense, especially at the quarterback position. Um, I was Mark Andrews designated to return from practice. He was, yeah. So he could be back. Um, I'm not sure how big of an effect that plays, but you know that's a possibility. Um, at home, like I said, I I just feel like the the Ravens take care of this one. Bills, Chiefs. Um, wow. I, every year it feels like these teams match up in the playoffs, and everyone is taking the Bills. And honestly, I bet the Bills would be about three three. No, probably more. They maybe be six point favorites, something like that. Based on the fact that they were one point favorites when they played in Kansas city. Um, probably depends on how this round goes too. does definitely depend on how this round goes, but my guess would be the bills would be favorites here. And the bills are definitely the better team, uh, especially offensively. I just think they have more weapons. They have more guys you can throw to, um, like, would Khalil Shakir not be like the number one target for the Chiefs? I mean, like, not the number one, but he'd be a, he'd be like a a clear third option or second option, um, yeah. which is insane given how much of an afterthought he is at times for the Bills. Um, I don't know. I just I have a feeling that the Chiefs would win this game. Um, I I don't know. I I kind of t- like I had convinced myself that there was no way the chiefs were going to make a run this year. And now the way the board kind of fell, you know, you get the dolphins in a bad weather game. And I think that's a good matchup for them regardless. And then you get the bills. who you have kind of owned in the playoffs. Um, Mahomes seems in Buffalo to... though. This one would be in Buffalo. Which this one would be in would Buffalo. Be I think this is Mahomes like first ever road playoff. Yeah. Right. It is. Um, so that could be interesting. I yeah, I I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here. Kind of a gut feeling, like I said. I think the Bills probably are a slightly better team, um, but I am gonna go or at least a better offense. Um, but I am gonna go with the Chiefs there. 
Um, Niners Rams. This would be a really fun matchup to get. Um, I'd definitely be rooting for the Rams here, but I got to go with the Niners. They've, you know, they're going to be coming off extra week of rest. They've looked like the best team all year. Um, I just don't think this Rams defense is quite going to be able to, you know, stop them enough so that, you know, they can, their offense can win them this game, essentially. Um, Cowboys Buccaneers, uh, Cowboys with the easiest path to a Mickey Mouse NFC championship. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe I think the Bucks are going to win a playoff game, but they are probably, um, if not, they'll probably play the Eagles who might be even worse. So I think the Cowboys win this regardless. Um, and then that sets up, you know, my nightmare NFC championship game. Um, and I think the Niners take this one. I think, I just think they're, you know, better coach. I don't have worries about them fading in the playoffs. <clears throat> I think this defense is a little bit better than the Cowboys defense, especially the Cowboys on the road. Um, you know, the Niners are really healthy. Um, I, I just, I, I think the Niners are, are, you know, kind of a wagon right now um, on both sides of the ball. So I'm, I'm taking them to go to the Super Bowl as much as, as I don't want to. Um, Ravens, Chiefs. I mean, I'm going all chalk here, but I just think the Ravens and the Niners have really been the best yeah. two teams. Um, you know, I kind of talked about how the Chiefs, in a way, have would be lucky to be there in this point to this point, and I think their their defense would keep it close against the Ravens. But I just think you know Kelsey hasn't looked as explosive. He's getting doubled and and you know beat up on the line all the time, and he's still a very good player. But when you're the only option that can consistently get open, it's really tough. I mean, Rasheed Rice gets like 14 targets a game because. <laughs> he's the only one that can get open besides Kelsey. Um, and, you know, even he's not, you know, this in- incredible, he's a rookie. I mean, he's a rookie. Like he's, he, I think he's going to be a good player, but he's like the only guy that they can rely on besides Kelsey. It's, it's a really tough situation to be in um, as an offense. Um, so, you know, Ravens, Niners, um, I think this would be a great game. I think what this comes down to in my mind is, you know, Lamar Jackson's a game changer. Um, and Purdy is a really, really good quarterback, but you know, not someone who you imagine making like these Mahomes plays or the plays that a Jalen Hurts made in the Super Bowl last year. Um, I mean, obviously, I've seen Nick Foles put on a Super Bowl masterclass, so anything is possible in a one game situation. Um, and Purdy is obviously in a great situation, so he doesn't even necessarily need to play perfect, but I just think Lamar is, this just feels like the Lamar year, the Harbaugh year. Um, you know, that would obviously be a short storyline shut down our throats that both the Harbaugh brothers won. Um, so I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Uh, how many total points? Okay. I'm not going to do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I did go pretty chalky overall. I've been talking for a while. My voice is starting to feel it. So I'm going to pass it to you, Griffin. Um, yep. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you for that, Dev. Um, what are we doing here? We got to open the system preferences. Oh, we got to throw in the touch ID. May not be able to record the content to your screen until it is quit. What the hell is going on? I might need you to share for me. Okay. Unless, wait, no, it might work now. There we go. Can you see that? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <clears throat> All right. Um, so, Texans-Browns, first game of the playoffs. Should be a good game. Um, I'm picking Cleveland. Um, I mean, these two teams played. I know CJ Stroud wasn't playing. They played a few weeks ago, and Cleveland just – rated them offensively. I do think it benefits uh, Houston that they played them. I think D'Amico Ryans will adjust. Um, I think it's going to be a different game. But I do, you know, when you were talking about the game, the one thing I disagree with is that um, 
you know, I think this Cleveland offense is actually pretty good and pretty efficient. They've got a really good offensive line, even with the injuries. They got the weapons. I mean, Amari Njoku has really come alive. The running committee, you know, has done pretty well. And Flacco, you know, seems to get these guys the ball. And Stefanski runs a really good scheme. Um, it's funny that it, it took 38-year-old Joe Flacco. I don't know why this is going like this right now. Um, screen is just glitching. There we go. Um, but, you know, it's funny that it took 38-year-old Joe Flacco for, you know, Stefanski's system to kind of really come into function. But, um, alas, that's where we are. And, you know, I think this Browns defense ultimately is just going to be the best unit on the field. Um, <clears throat> you know, those corners are, are elite. The pass rush is elite. I mean, everywhere you look is just elite talent. So I'm going to pick Cleveland. Is Ward playing? Yeah, he's playing, I think. He tweeted okay. out some, like, I, I yeah, he should be playing. Um, regardless, I, I'll pick Cleveland even if Ward's not playing. I think they'll win this game. Um, Chiefs-Dolphins, I'm picking the Chiefs. Um, you know, the weather is absolutely going to play a factor. Um, you know, looking at Tua's stats in, in games of similar conditions, it's, you know, I think it was like four picks, four touchdowns, something like that, like 50% completion percentage. So, uh, you know, he's a guy who played college football in Alabama. He's a guy who's played in Miami for the last few years, like, this is not his comfortability. Tyree Kill, on the other hand, you know, played in Kansas City. I think he'll be ready to play. But Tua, um, you know, I, I'm not sure. Is Jalen Waddle playing this game or no? He's questionable. I'd assume he goes just because okay. it's a playoff game. But, you know. Yeah, but regardless, you know, this team is banged up. Bradley Chubb's out for the year. Jerome Baker's out for the year. Like, it feels like the injuries have just piled up with this team. Kansas City at home. Patrick Mahomes, I just don't see them losing. Uh, Bills at Steelers, I don't even think this is going to be a competitive game. T.J. Watt's out. Um, you know, the Steelers' offense has been all right with Mitch – or not Mitch, Mason. Um, maybe, you know, I shouldn't say that. It could be a close game. The Steelers have a really good defense. They've started to run the ball really well with Najee and Jalen Warren. That's a great, great duo, one of the better running back duos in the league. Um Najee really came together at the, the end of the season. He really started putting together a strong year. So, yeah, I'll go with the Bills, though. I just think at home, um, you know, weather I don't think will be as much of a factor in, you know, favoring one team because obviously Pittsburgh's not, you know, necessarily the uh, warmest place on the country. But, um, you know, I'll pick Buffalo. Uh, moving along, I'm picking your Eagles. I just, you know, maybe I'm in denial. I mean, you've been kind of right the last few weeks when talking about the Eagles and saying, you know, this team is not good. and. I don't think by any means this team is going to make the Super Bowl. Um, you know, their flaws have clearly been exposed. The defense is kind of a mess. I think they've kind of put so much of their hopes into these kind of big names on defense, like the Kevin Byards, the Shaq Leonard's, and it's just, you know, they're just not it at the moment. Um, but I really, you know, the Bucks just beat the Panthers 9 nothing with the, you know, their season on the line. Like, I'm just not moved by them. Um, maybe a Baker Mayfield masterclass. You know, they do have the weapons where, you know, this this could get ugly uh, for Philly. But I just see them winning. Um, you know, we'll see Jalen Hurts' injury could play in a factor. I guess A.J. Brown is out. The more that I think about it, I'm like, shit, the Bucks might win this game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I'll pick the Eagles. I just think they're too good. Maybe I'm riding the hype from last year and just getting caught up in the big names as well. But I just think they are too good. Um, you know, I think – the quarterback difference will be, you know, shown in this game, illustrated in this game. So I'll pick the Eagles. I'm picking the Rams as well. Um, you know, it, I just think this Rams offense is so elite. I think Matt Stafford is definitely the better quarterback in this game. Jared Goff's very good, but, you know, not the turnovers are an issue. Um, I think he's improved upon it over the past few years, but he's turned the ball over a bit this year. Kind of feels like, you know, the Lions, I know they probably should have won that Cowboys game, but they haven't been the greatest team in these big games um they do you know they've got weapons i mean Amon Ra, Jameer Gibbs, Sam LaPorta it seems like he'll play but maybe not I mean he's definitely not gonna be 100 which is big um he's been such a star for them this year I believe second team all pro which is crazy as a rookie uh especially a tight end um and I just think the Rams you know they've kind of got that championship caliber to them. You've got the pieces from that team. You've got Matt Stafford. You've got Cooper Cup. You've got Aaron Donald. You know, that's a big difference, I think, between these two teams. I just feel like there's more championship caliber. 
and that offense, I mean, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, and Kyron Williams, I mean, it's really tough to stop. And, you know, when Williams has been in the lineup and healthy, this Rams team has been really dominant offensively. And, you know, the storyline, I was watching, I think it was Big Cat, the Barstool thing, you know, Lions fans, it seems like they go through, you know, every possible worst scenario you could think of, they go through. And, like, they've been through everything, but, like, Matt Stafford, first home playoff game in a gazillion years, your former quarterback, your, you know, best player in franchise history almost. Uh, Barry Sanders, I shouldn't say that. Um, one of the best franchise players in franchise history comes back and beats you at home. It just feels like it's too picture perfect. Um, hell of a job for the Rams, regardless of what happens. Hell of a season. And same goes to the Packers. Um, but their season will be ending in Dallas. Um, <laughs> you know, I just think the Cowboys are, you know, they're a really good football team. Um, you know, can they win a championship? We'll see based on my predictions. But, um, you know, at home, like you said, they haven't lost. CeeDee Lamb, it feels like, is just kind of one of those unstoppable players right now in the league. Um, and, you know, this season's a huge success for the Packers regardless. You know, this feels like a rebuilding team. You know, they've got a, a bunch of random, not random, you know, not highly drafted receivers. You know, you got these guys, Bo, Mil- Bo Milton or Bo Melton, Bo Melton, um, Obviously, Romeo Dobbs has been there. Christian Watson's been out. Um, Jaden Reed's been a stuff for them. Like, they've really come together. Um, it's going to be really exciting to see how this team goes. Jair Alexander has been really funny. Um, that viral clip of him on the news station was amazing. Um, the pack is back. Me back. Um, that was sick. I almost want to pick them because of that, but I won't. I was um, Yeah, so I'm going to go Cowboys there and stick into the NFC side. I'm picking them against the Eagles. Um you know, these teams have played twice. They split. I think a trilogy would be great. I think, you know, another Cowboys-Eagles matchup would be fun. But, you know, the Eagles are just, you know, in a rough spot right now. I think defensively, I think Dak would be able to, you know, as we've seen this year, Cowboys have had success offensively against Philly. Um, and, you know, it just doesn't feel like this is a game that Philly would go win. Although, maybe it is with the Cowboys' success. All this Philly, you know, struggles, they go out get it together for the playoffs, go into Jerry's world and beat the Cowboys. I think Mike McCarthy would surely be fired if that happened. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I'm also picking the Niners like you. Um, you know, they're just a, a wagon. I mean, they're just so good. And, you know, they played the Rams twice this year. I think they beat the Rams both times. I believe I might be wrong, but I think they're 2-0 against the Rams this year. Um, yeah, I mean, no one played their starters last week. Oh, did they play last week? Yeah. And the Rams won? I don't remember who won, but it didn't matter. Let's see. Now I'm curious. Uh, they did win by one point. Um, yeah. So, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Your yeah. guy, Dev. He carried the ball 17 times. Yeah, I, I was I, – I completely – I, was, I literally out. made a that note was... in my head to bring that up because that is hilarious. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Insane. Yeah, Sam Darnold. I mean, what a battle. A battle of the, the gingers. Um, <laughs> sticking with the NFC, I'll, I'll just go through. I'm picking the Niners as well. Um, at home, it feels like they've owned Dallas in the playoffs these last few years. And I just think they – I mean, we say it 100 times. They're just stacked, they're stacked, they're stacked. And they just are, I mean, at the end of the day. Um, you know, Purdy beat them last year in the playoffs. I believe that was last year, right, where they had Zeke line up at center. Yeah, that, that shit was wild. That would have been my favorite play in NFL history. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the Niners are too good. I think, you know, you've got Kittle, you got Debo, you got CMC, and the defense speaks for itself. So I'm not going to talk about it, Niners. Going over to the AFC, as much as it pains me to do this, I am going to pick the Ravens. Um, I think it'll be a good game. Um, and I'm very, you know, the Joe Flacco storyline I think would be fun here. He returns to Baltimore wins a playoff game against this whole team. That would be really fun. Um, but I think the Ravens are probably just too good, although the Browns did beat them earlier in the year, um, albeit with Deshaun Watson. Um, but I think it would be a good game, but I will pick the Ravens. And then I'm also picking the Chiefs. Um, I know our brackets are, like, basically identical. Um, <laughs> you know, I think people – we do this every year at some point, it feels like, and you just start sleeping on Patrick Mahomes, and that's when he comes up and bites it and just – runs his team to the Super Bowl. Um, I, I just don't like picking against Patrick Mahomes. I really don't. 
He's so good. I think this offense is just going to figure it out. I really do. These two teams did play earlier in the year, like you talked about. It was a very close game. Um, so the Chiefs, you know, it's not like the Bills blew them out or anything. It's a close game. Um, you know, at, you know, Buffalo definitely favors them. But, you know, I think the Chiefs, you know, you just got to lean on Pacheco, I think. And then Kelsey, you know, this is where he shines in the playoffs in the big moment. That's where he has his whole career. Um, obviously, there's a lot of spotlight on him. So now is the time for this guy to, you know, I know he's frustrated. You listen to his podcast. He's feels like he's playing very poorly, which, you know, com- compared to what we're used to, I think is accurate. Um, so it wouldn't shock me to see Travis Kelsey kind of just light it up for these two first games. Um, so I'll pick the Chiefs. And I'm going to roll with the same Super Bowl as you, Dev. It kind of feels like one of those years where, you know, it could be a chalk. It could be chalk. It could be Ravens 49ers, both one seeds. Um, you know, I think this would just be the point where the Chiefs, you know, I don't think they'd be able to string these three wins together in a row. Um, in Baltimore, um, you know, it feels like Lamar is maybe I'm wrong. I feel like Lamar has fared pretty well against Mahomes in his career. I feel like the Ravens, uh, I don't know. They had some good matchups over the years, I know for sure. Um, and yeah, I just think, like you mentioned, this offense is super good. Obviously, their defense, um, you know, all pro caliber players left and right. Um, so really good team. And for the Super Bowl, I'm going to pick the 49ers. Um, I know these two teams played earlier in the year. Ravens blew them out. But, you know, I think the 49ers will adjust. I think that was Brock Purdy's worst game of his career, albeit, you know, the Ravens defense is very good. That They do that to some quarterbacks. But also you got to look at it. There were some tip passes. There were some, you know, deflections. Like some of those interceptions weren't necessarily 100% on Purdy. There were some bad throws, no doubt. But I think Brock Purdy will step up, play a better game. And I think this 49ers team, you know, they've been so close for so many years, it feels like, with this core. It's kind of remarkable they haven't won a, a Super Bowl with them. And I guess you point to the quarterback position when they've been rolling out Jimmy G and, you know, now Mr. Irrelevant, who obviously has proved himself to be a pretty good player. But, um, you know, I think this team finally gets through this year, wins their first Super Bowl. I think it's just at the end of the day, this team is too talented. Talented. We talk about it, the superstars. And I think ultimately, you know, this would be a fun rematch of that, you know, Super Bowl from, I don't even know, 2012, 2013 between Flacco and Colin Kaepernick, um, but I do think the Niners pull it out, and that is my bracket. Very similar. I think I only predicted two different games than you, uh, but which probably means the bracket is going to be totally um, – God knows what's going to happen in the NFL playoffs. But um, before we end things, I want to talk about some coaching moves in the NFL. Obviously, um, you know, a lot of guys like oh, Mike Brable, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, obviously the big three – um, some teams still searching for vacancies. Seems like Ben Johnson of the Lions will probably get a, a job at some point after the Lions get eliminated. Um, you know, Antonio Pierce, I saw reports today that it seems like he's the favorite for the rated job. Jim Harbaugh, I think, is going to interview at the Chargers. So, I mean, there is so much talent on this coaching market this year. Um, but obviously, I think, you know, the news of basically on back to back days of Rabel, Pete Carroll, and Belichick um, shocked a lot of people. So, your thoughts on you know, those and kind of, you know, just what you kind of see going on with this coaching market. If you have any predictions or, you know, your thoughts just overall on kind of what we saw this past week. Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, as an Eagles fan, it kind of makes me want to, you know, lose a little bit, you know, maybe <laughs> five Sirianni, maybe you bring in a Belichick or a Harbaugh or a Ben Johnson. Um, but I'll go, one by one. I mean, with Carroll, it's like, I don't think he was a bad coach, but I also don't think you were winning a Super Bowl with him um, and this core. So I get it. Um, a bit unceremonious to kind of fire a 72 year old <laughs> franchise legend, but it's the NFL, man. These teams are pretty uh, desperate. Um, so I get it. Uh, Vrabel, I think this was a big mistake, to be honest. Um, yeah. You know, you have one bad year where you're riddled with injuries and the team isn't very talented, and it's like you let a guy go um, after being, you know, considered a top 10 coach. Um, Just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I I don't know. I guess maybe they want an offensive coach to pair with Levis. Um, I I, I didn't get that one. Um, 
Belichick, man, Belichick's the goat. Um, he's been getting a lot of hate recently. Um, you know, Brady carried him, and you know stuff like that. But you know, first of all, he's the best defensive coordinator of all time. Um, there's no question in my mind. Developed Lawrence Taylor, won multiple Super Bowls with the great Giants defense. Um, and then he won six Super Bowls with the Patriots, where they were basically a top 10 defense every year, including this year. Um, you know, the GM Belichick started to catch up to the head coach. Um, you know, he never drafted the best, but he drafted guys he could develop, and that's what mattered. And he drafted the best quarterback of all time. I mean, like, what why are people holding that against him? You know, um. This guy is, you know, the best coach in the NFL history. It's certainly the best coach I've ever seen in my life, probably in any sport. Um, you know, I think he's going to have a Brady-type arc as well, where he probably goes to a contender that's really just one piece away. And I think he wins the Super Bowl and goes out on top. Um, that's just my gut feeling. Um, obviously, it's really hard to win a Super Bowl, but the man's done it six times. Um I, you know, I'm excited to see where he goes. Uh, hoping not Dallas. Really hoping not Dallas. Um, but, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see. And, and then Harbaugh, I think he's going to go to the Chargers. But, you know, that that's kind of up in the air. Um, I think Antonio Pierce is the right move for the Raiders. I do. Um, I think, you know, you don't – you just kind of needed a guy. Um, yeah, you know, the guy the players want to play for, a guy that's not Josh McDaniels. I just think you're not screwing it up. And if you want to fire him after one year, you can't. Um, yeah. if you find a better candidate next year. So, th- those are my thoughts on the coaching carousel, so to speak. Um, I guess I, my last thought is Brian Johnson getting interviews is actually just so comical. Um, <laughs> I mean, the guy is not a good coach. Like, I like is is the NFL seeing what the what's happening to the Eagles and not thinking like, wow, they're they're poorly coached. Like, I feel like it's so obvious, right? I mean, yeah. Um, but that's it. That those are my thoughts on the coaching carousel. I'm excited to see how this goes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you covered it pretty well. Um, Antonio Pierce seems like the right move. I mean, there's I think Rapport put out a report today that uh you know, Max Crosby would request a trade or something like that if they didn't hire Pierce, which is just speaks to the volumes of, you know, the respect Pierce has in that locker room. Um, and that defense really came around, you know, the second half of the season. Um, so I think the future is bright in Vegas with Pierce, assuming he gets the job. Um, <clears throat> I agree. Vrabel, I thought that was a really bad decision. I'm super high on Mike Vrabel. I think, you know, he just seems like a player's coach. You know, I think he's kind of tough nose, which is kind of what you need sometimes and and just gets, you know, he never has had the most talented teams in Tennessee and seeing what that team accomplished under him um, is super impressive. And, you know, I mean, they have Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback, like a second stint Ryan Tannehill and they, you know, made runs as like one seeds and whatnot. I mean, it was really impressive. Um, I know this year, you know, I think talent was an issue. They were injured, Um, but look at what they did week 18. I mean, they played the Jaguars whose season was on the line. They could win the division and they kicked the shit out of them. I mean, like, how do you not see that and go, okay, this guy gets his team ready to play? Sure, if you got, if you see, you know, if you're thinking of firing him and the Titans get rolled over, they lose by like 20, 30 points, and there's just no effort, the Jaguars win the division, I get it, maybe a little bit more. But seeing the way the Titans fought Week 18 and then going and firing your coach, I think it's just idiotic. You hear also the owner saying like, yeah, you know, we probably could have traded him and gotten some value, but, you know, we just didn't feel like doing that. And, you know, we felt it'd be easier if we just released him or fired him. And it's just like, I get it. Like if there's a candidate you really want, you don't want to lose out on him. But like, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like a poorly run organization right now. Um, You know, they had a guy, it felt like that people wanted to play for and that people there were excited to stay and keep playing for. And now it kind of feels like, who knows what the deal is going to be in Tennessee. I don't know who they're going to hire as their next head coach. Um, Harbaugh is interesting. I think, I don't know. I've gone so back and forth. It felt like he wanted to go to the NFL for so long. And now like, it seems like, you know, he wins the natty. It's, you know, I think it would be 
mutual on both sides if he kind of departs. But, like, part of me thinks he'll stay in, in Michigan. I think he really does like it there. I think, you know, obviously there's been a lot of outside noise, which I think is kind of what's probably deterring him more to the NFL, if anything. Um, I don't know. I just think, you know, Michigan, I think, will come with a big enough offer to where he'll probably entertain it and really highly consider consider staying i think if it's not the chargers it's 100 percent staying at michigan i don't think he he's gonna end up anywhere else um and then belichick belichick like you said the goat definitely there's been a weird narrative these last few years which i don't love i mean i shouldn't say that i mean i i feel like i kind of spit out the narrative sometimes i think it's fair i think you know and you heard robert Kraft say it like you know bill told me brady couldn't play anymore and then he goes and wins the super bowl like tom brady was tom brady but at the end of the day like you know, who made Tom Brady, Tom Brady, like Bill Belichick was a key reason for that. And, you know, they are very complimentary and people shouldn't forget that he's obviously the goat coach. I agree with what you're saying. Like if he ends up on one of these really talented teams and just, you know, gets in the playoffs, like it could be one of those storybook endings for Belichick as well. I just don't know where he ends up though. If I'm being honest, like I think Dallas, if they fire McCarthy, that feels like the landing spot, but like, the Chargers seem to be rumored for a while, but if they go with Harbaugh, then I'm just like, well, where is he going to go? Like, what's Seattle? I don't think Seattle would be a spot he ends up. I don't feel like the Commanders. It seems like they're not really like focused on him. The Titans. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know where he would end up. Um, I don't you know, know where you have any up. thoughts. The the Eagles is what you're saying. That's my gut feeling right now. Interesting. But what if the if the Eagles, you know, who knows what's gonna happen? I mean the playoffs obviously have to unfold. That's true. The That's Cow- at the Cowboys, if the Cowboys lose tomorrow, I think Bill Belichick is the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Agreed. Um so it's tough to say with Belichick, I guess. I guess we needed the playoffs to unfold. It doesn't feel like he's gonna t- take one of these jobs like a commanders or a Titans or a Seahawks. So yeah. I think it's probably, you know, maybe Chargers and then maybe, you know one of these teams in the playoffs if they move on from their coach. I thought Vrabel would end up in New England, too. Obviously, I think they like Gerard Mayo a lot. Um, and it seems like that plan was kind of in place for a while, but a um, little surprised they didn't go with Vrabel. But alas, um, you know, we'll talk about all the coaching changes more kind of as they happen, obviously. But anything else to add, or you want to wrap this one up? No, I'm, I'm ready to go. All right. You can do the honors, my friend. Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed a uh, bit of a shorter episode this week, probably about an hour. Um, both of us a bit under the weather, like we talked about fighting wow. through to push out America's number one sports podcast. <laughs> 100%. I don't know why I'm so mean to us. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, I think this was a good episode. I think, um, it was just good to, you know, like a lot of stuff happened this week, obviously good to make some predictions for the playoffs. Uh, Make sure to like, and subscribe if you haven't already at this point. Um, And yeah, we'll see you next week.